Hey, it's Darren from Bonfire. Thanks for checking out the podcast. This episode was recorded live on YouTube and Facebook. Head on over and you'll get the full Bonfire experience. Consider giving us a like and a subscribe. And when you do that, you help fuel more free content here on Bonfire Sports. Find everything you need, links and more, bonfiresports.ca. Now, enjoy the show. I am jacked for today's show. What's going on, everybody? Welcome inside Bonfire Midweek. Darren Bombing to my virtual right, Zach Schnitzer. What's going on, Schnitz? How was your week, man? The week was great, and uh, it's even better with this uh, beautiful uh, uh, mug here, Darren, that we're going to talk oh, about. That? We're going to talk this about that a little later, a, a little tease? Oh, a little tease, a little TSV. It rhymes. Beautiful stuff. So I'm excited to talk about it. I'm enjoying my beverage out of here. It's nice and cool, man. Yeah, well, you know, uh, really excited to what we're going to get to in in just a couple minutes. Uh, We um, have a giveaway tonight on Bonfire Midweek. Uh, So uh, maybe get your texting fingers ready and uh, we are going to give away some cool swag, even in the the coming shows. So uh, stay tuned for that. But CFL Week Nine in the books, week 10 on tap, huge game, expected to be an absolutely raucous crowd at IG Field on Thursday night. Chris Walby will join me Wednesday at three, live for the pregame show in game day Winnipeg, postgame on Thursday. Zach, you're back in the saddle with me for the postgame here? Oh, buddy, I can't wait till Thursday because I'm going to be tailgating, baby. I've already arranged it. So I'm going early. I'm hitting up Dirty Bird. I'm hitting up a whole bunch of them. So nice. I, I hope I make it to the game. <laughs> it's <laughs> been a you'll while make it to the game. I tailgated. Oh, you'll you'll make it to the game. It's gonna be a great one. Uh recapping or or completing the home and home series between the Blue Bombers and the Alouettes. Of course, the Bombers are nine and oh. It's the biggest conversation right now, not just here in Manitoba, Zach, but across the CFL. The Blue Bombers have nine games in the books, nine games in their regular season to go. Most of their road games are behind them. None of their buys are behind them. They still got three buys to go, six home games, three road games. We're going to get into the discussion about whether this team can go 18-0 and and truly make history in the CFL and in pro sports. Uh, and, you know, people are already asking about the health of some guys, Adam Big Hill, uh, uh, Greg Ellingson, so many others. We'll, we'll touch on that as well. And we're going to do Zach Sober's second thought on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers game where they went 9-0 and and roasted those birds on a on a hot, horny night in, in Montreal. So we'll get to that as well, folks, because, of course, I did my second viewing. Yeah, my uh, my ears are still ringing from that broadcast. It was a <laughs> horny night uh, in, in one sense of the word. Um, okay, so before we get into our uh, recap and a quick trip around the CFL uh, and break down the Blue Bombers 35-20 win and then, of course, look ahead, we've got a bit of a surprise for everybody. How about this? Let's see if we can do it quick. Just like that and like that. What's this? What's this? Ooh. 
How, revealing. Whoa, where, where did Darren go? What, what's going on here? This, our good friends at The Sports Vault, TSV, we're going to be giving this away today, and we got a lot more stuff to give away. Oh, what's that? Oh, there's your tease. Let's open it up. What do you say? I'll open it up. Okay. Oh, man, it's so, a beauty. Look at this. How sweet are these? I believe this is a uh, this is a first viewing for anybody. Beautiful glasses. This is brand new stuff. Yeah. And these are designed in Winnipeg. These are made in Winnipeg. The Sports Vault is a fully uh, licensed apparel and novelty uh, provider. They got all types of cool stuff. Like, how awesome is that? These It's like the, yeah. the beer can shape. Beautiful, uh, beautiful pieces there, Zach. Uh, they're the yeah. only only global licensee in Winnipeg. Uh, they produce everything here, everything designed here, as I mentioned, uh, direct to customer purchasing. So like this stuff, all available at the Bomber store. Um, Amazon, Fanatics, Pro Hockey Life, Walmart, Shoppers Drug Mart, like really this stuff is available everywhere. And huge yeah. ups to our friends uh, at the Sports Vault for hooking us up. Uh, more info in the video description below thesportsvault.com, number one stop for all promotional drinkware, glass, stainless steel, plastic, ceramic. We got more stuff we're going to be giving away uh, in the coming shows, uh, tumblers and, and more, um, as well as like, like this is the cool part. I'm going to bring this in as well, and we'll see if we can swap it. But Zach, this is their catalog for yeah. uh, 2021. Like, check out this stuff. They've got everything. Oh, crazy, man. Like Jays, Jets, uh, Raptors, like retro NFL. Quebec Nordique yeah. stuff. Tons of NFL stuff. Yeah. Sorry about the uh, the Riders mugs there. We'll move on. But like, look, <laughs> I got to say, at, though, dude. Uh, no, go yeah. ahead. I'll, 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 I'll say it in a second. Go ahead. Well, no, like... like <laughs> Well, I went I went to the to their shop and uh, local business, which is what we like to support. And and David Thompson, he's he's one of the owners. He's uh, he showed me around. Super nice guy. And uh, I, I went to pick up the box and he showed me around the place for like a half an hour. And it's all designed in the in uh, in the shop. The, the guys that do it have the steadiest hands I've ever seen. And. It's just beautiful stuff, and they design it. You can find it at the bomber store, like you say, but but other places. They got college stuff too. But I gotta say, even I, I hate to say it, they had a rider's mug that was so nice. And I and I was thinking, David, if you can make a rider's <laughs> mug look nice, then you uh, you pretty much sold me. And it, it's funny because a lot of the stuff I have at home, like my playing cards, my favorite mug, uh, some of my other ceramics, is is TSV, but I never knew what it was. So it's the sports fault, and it's local, man. It's it's great stuff. It is like they've got so much different stuff, like even stuff for your pets, uh, little jerseys, <laughs> that sort of thing. Um, yeah. You know, like dog, like it's it's crazy. Like all of these replica items, uh, novelty items. Uh, love this the the championship gold record. I yeah. bet you they could make one up for the bombers. You know, and oh, and those back to back yeah. Grey Cup championships, maybe even three upcoming uh, this year. But check them out, the Sports Vault dot com uh they've got a whole bunch of uh very very cool stuff including these so yeah. we are going to give these away right now this is what you got to do text the number on the screen 204-816-8477 that's 816 tips 
with the <laughs> special word. What is our special word, Zach? I believe it's, it was fireside, wasn't it? No, fire starters. Oh, okay. It has a little more. <laughs> I knew uh, you'd. I knew you'd it. bumble that. I knew it. I knew we it. We talked about it earlier too. I we was did. just so taken away by the tumblers there, man. Like those are brand new. They're no, really those nice. aren't even in the store yet. This is a first like viewing, how, folks. Yeah. Whew. Beautiful I stuff. And like it says established 1930. Like how nice yeah, baby. is that? Oh, there's a good shot. So yeah. text the bonfire hotline right now. 816 tips, 816-8477. Don't forget the 204 area code with the code word fire starters. What are fire starters? That's you out there. Everybody watching live on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter, uh, listening in on your favorite podcast app. Thanks so much for your support. This is what I'm blown away with by Zach. Our numbers have been growing and growing like crazy here on the channel, especially the post game show. People love game day after dark, but nearly half of the people out there watching right now or listening are not subscribed. So Get to youtube.com slash bonfire sports. Yeah, nearly half of you. YouTube.com slash bonfire sports. Subscribe. Give us a thumbs up. And uh, that helps us uh, get the word out, get the uh, show uh, in front of more people. And uh, well, hey, you know, then we'll be able to give you away way more sweet swag like this. Like, how nice is that? Beautiful glassware. These are going to be yours. Awesome. I'll even clean them up. I'll get my fingerprints off them uh, <laughs> before uh, before we get them to you. But uh, yeah, text the, the hotline right now. If you're listening on podcast and it's like, you know, Thursday, no big deal. Uh, text the number. Uh, everybody is going to be eligible. But get on YouTube and subscribe. Uh, yeah, blown away by, by looking at uh, those numbers. Um, okay, so. Like, like, look and, at this thing, Darren. Like That's sweet. Is- that's sweet, buddy. Like, yeah. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. Love this. TSV. So uh, Waiters, who is like uh, our um, uh, commenter extraordinaire, pointing out that 50% of viewers don't have an account. It's so easy to sign up. Like, just get a Google account, get a Gmail account, that sort of thing. It, it's simple as pie. Uh, and then... Um, you, you click in and, and uh, you're joined and then you can, this is the best part about subscribing on YouTube. You hit the little bell at the bottom of the screen and then you'll get an alert whenever we are live. You can do that for any uh, YouTube channel, but um, big thanks to everybody for, uh, for joining us. There's our good friend, uh, CFL player personnel, uh, veteran scout, uh, Craig Smith. Hey, Zach DB. What's up? Good to see you, Craig. Good to see hey, Craig. Uh, everybody. Um, I am going to address this. <laughs> Friesen, Good, who is uh, I was going to. <laughs> yeah, I'm ignoring the fact that I said I the Ticats are a better team I than the Argos. This. I, I still this. believe they are. I still All believe right. they are. We're going to get into that. Let's take a quick trip. Uh, around the Canadian Football <laughs> League, Zach. It's it's a good time as ever uh, All right. to do it. Week nine was uh, a bit of a wild one. Uh, obviously, we're going to get into Bombers Alouettes uh, a little bit later and in depth, of course. But it started yeah. with this game, Stampeders Red Blacks. Uh, an absolute dud of a game if you had oh. to watch one. It was really, really tough uh, to get through. Uh, Caleb Evans struggled. Nick Arbuckle came in and threw two interceptions. Uh, Bo Levi threw for 137 yards, very similar to Winnipeg's offensive stat line in their win in Edmonton a couple yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in the end, uh, the better team won. I won a, a, a whole pile of cash 
uh, on this game. <laughs> Did you? Uh, what by, did you bet? Well, there it is. SIA.com slash bonfire. Sorry for all the plugs, everybody. But you go there, sign up, uh, get a bonus, and then you can uh, you know put a little sprinkle on these games. But Calgary was favored by five and a half, I think. And I'm like, this oh, is yeah, going to be a breeze. Right. They're going to go in there. Yeah. And, and sure enough, uh, they did. But um, I mean, this was a game, Zach, where I, I watched it. And then I was like, I don't ever want to think about that game again. It was it was kind of one of those. You know what I mean? One of the worst things was I had Peyton Logan in fantasy because I figured since, you know, Kadeem carries out, Peyton Logan's going to get his share of the load. But uh, no, it was this Dietrich uh, Mills guy gets 100 yards. Right. He was most of the Stamps offense. He had a great game. And uh, I think the only thing working for the Red Blacks in that game was their helmets because they had these retro Rough Rider helmets that I thought were pretty sweet. But feeling Older, bad yeah. for the... Yeah, like I feel bad for the fans there. The, the, the Red Blacks, they just... They don't, uh, they don't have it. And, and 17, three, you know, like you might think, oh, you know, what's going on with Bo, what's going on with Calgary. Like they're not going to open up the playbook for a game like that. They know they're going to win playing their B game. They're just going to play it simple. They have their backup running back. Like yeah. it was just ugly. And, and that, and that Brent Monson defense, right? Like he's going to blitz on first down and Evans couldn't handle it. And then they, and then he puts nine <laughs> back into coverage. Evans doesn't know where to go with it. And, it was just it was just pathetic really it was a pathetic game well look at this like 18 13 were the first downs and and total yards both under 300 and the stampeders say like 243 net yards uh of offense yeah it, it was just maybe the easiest thing to do a move on hamilton yeah. toronto <laughs> the you. first game uh first game of the Ballard cup they call it and yes uh, sir like, look Okay, I know I put the Hamilton Tiger Cats at number four in my one-third mark bonfire power rankings, and I still yes, believe did. Hamilton could be there. But this was so emblematic of the way the Tiger Cats have played all year, Zach. They had the game in hand. They were the better team for three quarters of football, and then they absolutely blew it. Dane Evans continues to turn the ball over. This one interception uh, was an extremely costly one, um, but it, it was just a Toronto finds ways to fall backwards into wins. It's unbelievable <laughs> to watch. Uh, Andrew Harris a little bit nicked up in this game. He did practice or was at practice today, but uh, did not participate. Ryan Dinwiddie says uh, not too concerned about his banged up wrist, um, but uh I, I honestly don't know what to say about the Hamilton Tiger Cats at this point. They have everything there to be a good team and they just can't produce the wins. It's yeah. And you know, Darren, I, I they even had any major changes coming for them either. Well, I don't know, man. Here, here's my tinfoil hat theory is that they bring in Kahari Jones and people are like, Oh yeah. The, you know, uh, uh, Coach O sort of brushes it under the rug and says, oh, well, of course we're going to bring in Kahari Jones. He's a good offensive mind. Now I'm thinking, like, why did they bring in Kahari Jones? Like, maybe there's something going on there with Tommy Condell. Y you imagine that it was Condell who wanted Dane Evans. He probably pushed for him. And Dane Evans is is throwing the game away. You know, he's throwing across his body for a pick six a la Brett Favre, but he doesn't have the Brett Favre upside. And everything they do is 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 short stuff. Uh, they don't run the ball. I know. I know they throw the ball for the hitch and the screens. It's kind of like an extended run play. But right. what what I saw at TSN was they were getting again and again 
every game this year, it's adding up, getting terribly outscored in the second half. And that's that looks bad on the coaches because they're not yeah. make, other teams are making adjustments and they're not. And everything is short stuff. Like it's 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 really almost pathetic to watch. It's it's like these dequad kitty cats. And I'm enjoying this because also, you know, you, Mr. Darren Bombing Professional, had them had them moving up the ranks. But I, I will give you some credit. I mean, I thought I, I sort of was on your bandwagon and, and maybe I still am. They just have to figure it out. Like, I, I don't know what exactly is going on for them, but it's uh, it's it's sad to see. And, and, and the, the saddest well, part now, is in that East division, they still have three games against Toronto. The game, the, 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 the division is still very much up for grabs. It, no, but I the, wonder the, if Ari Jones is going to move into that chair. Like, I wonder I, if Condell's going to get out. If, if he loses a couple more games and Evans plays like that, I don't know, man. Uh, something's afoot, I think. You you do have to wonder. Now, of course, the Ticats um, have a, a huge subscri- subtraction by injury. Braylon Addison going down, looking emotional as they carted him off the field. Really yeah. tough hit there. Uh, hate yeah. seeing anybody go down uh, like that, no matter what team you're on. Um, but, you know, the Argos have a ton of talent. I'm not they do. putting anything past them. Uh they just seem to be a team that is undisciplined and inconsistent, but they're finding ways to win. Now, a lot of their wins have come against the East, right? So as we go into the second half of the season and their schedule opens up a little bit, I think they will be, will be tested a little bit more, but like the tie cats and the um, Argos face each other again and again and again. So it was 34, 20, this past week, they're playing in Hamilton uh, this coming Friday. Uh, the following week, uh, they're going to you know split up for a little bit, but then they're back together in Toronto on Friday, August uh, 26th, and then again in Hamilton on September 5th. So yeah. they have four games against each other in five weeks, and this East Division, for my money, Zach, is going to get uh, decided between these two teams. I, I strongly, strongly believe that uh, Montreal two and six Hamilton two and five. Uh, I know that it's not saying much. I, I don't think Ottawa is going to be able to produce enough uh, no. this season to, to be competitive, but it's still wide open. Yeah. Like that was a, a fourth quarter win by the Argos and the Ticats are still just uh, four points out of that, that spot. I'm just going to refresh to make sure. Well, exactly. Right. And you go into that Labor Day, you go into Labor Day and the Labor Day rematch, you know, it's, it's, uh, I, can can I just, can I just give, uh, McLeod Bethel Thompson a little, uh, a little prop. He put a spin move on Winnipeg DE Mason Bennett (laughs) for the first touchdown pass. Yeah. To get the, to get the Argos back of the game. I was like, wow. MBT, the law firm puts a spin move. You know, you don't usually, he's kind of a lumbering guy, but yeah, Toronto's an enigma. Like they have, like you said, Darren, they have so much talent and McLeod Bethel Thompson can put up big numbers when he's on his game. And I've heard from insiders that he's just too inconsistent, but if he played at a consistent level, like to his ceiling, Darren, I could easily see them in the gray cup. Even if he doesn't, I could see them in the gray cup just because no Western team has ever crossed over and made it through. It's two road games in the East in the, in a row with the time zones and all that. Uh, I, I see Toronto in the gray cup in, in Regina. Honestly, I, I, I'm yeah. 
50% sure. How about that? I, I would It would surprise me if it wasn't Toronto or Hamilton. I, I, well, I don't think Montreal has it. I think Ottawa is too far behind. The Riders were on a bye this past week, um, and they head to uh, Edmonton on Saturday this coming week. But Saskatchewan, like all the talk is Saskatchewan's going to be the crossover team, and they'll be able to, to – I don't know. Yeah. I really don't Neither know. Do I, buddy. <laughs> uh, Saskatchewan is – uh, struggling right now with a lot of things and, and coming off the buy their head coach, Craig Dickinson speaking today that there's a list of things they want to get better. Well, it's a list. It's a whole list of things. Their quarterback is beat up. Uh, they've played inconsistent football in all three phases. We'll see what happens with uh, that crossover. And if it actually shakes out, I'm kind of with Scott Roger when it comes to the East, their defense in Hamilton will have to play really, really big, um, allow 14 points or less uh, a game. Because if, if you're continuing to turn the ball over, um, uh -oh. you, you got to find ways to um, to win football. And you're going to have to do that with your defense. To wrap up CFL Week 9, it was a wild one. I tweeted uh, for people to race to their TVs, Zach. It was oh. a monumental night for Canadian football, but not just the Canadian Football League, Canadian football as Brampton, Ontario's Nathan Rourke set a new record for uh, completions and yards by a Canadian quarterback uh, for a while there, finished with 477. For a while there, I thought Nathan Rourke, well, everybody thought Nathan Rourke was going to give Matt Dunnigan's yes, passing record of 713 yards a run for his money. Uh, he had 380 yards in the first half uh, yeah, was really, really nice. something. Uh, it was uh, all Dom rhymes. He uh, uh, tied Dalton shown for the league lead in touchdowns and then took the lead league uh, lead league with touchdowns. He had three on the day, caught everything thrown his way, nine catches uh, for uh, nine targets for 91 yards. Lucky Whitehead blew the game wide open with a huge catch and run going 69 yards for a touchdown. Uh, Edmonton looked lethargic on defense, uh, a team that seems to play well one week defensively and then fall apart like they did this past week in Vancouver. And they started the game with two fumbles, one by Deron uh, Carter, who shouldn't even be on the field. Like it's it's almost becoming a joke watching him try to tackle. And then uh, Lawler, our old buddy, fumbles. <laughs> it's just like uh, BC, like uh, Rourke's accuracy and his confidence is unbelievable. But the, but like you said, what Dominic Rhymes is doing, and then oh yeah, you've got Brian Burnham there now back, and oh yeah, you got Lucky Whitehead and Heon Hatcher. Like, but Dominic Rhymes is just unbelievable. The catches he pulls in, and you've still got Burnham and you've still got Whitehead. It's just like if if you if you give that guy any kind of time, maybe even if you don't give him time, like he's beating blitzes, he's reading defenses. He had one on the ground. I think the big you know, maybe maybe you want to call it a controversy, Darren, is why the heck was he in the game at, at, in the fourth quarter? You know, like, don't you pull Nathan Rourke out of there by, by that point? The There's game's three over. minutes left when they took him out. Yeah. Wow. I was up. shocked. Shocked at that. Yeah. Because um, if he goes down, right? Like, and you, you know that uh, Deron Carter took a shot at him late. Uh, as he ran know, into the he, end zone. Yeah. yeah so, so if he goes down, boy, that's your season in BC. 
but he he racked up the numbers. There oh will be a lot God. of debate about keeping him in there. Five passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, six total for Nathan Rourke firmly in the heated debate that is CFL MOP. As of right now, like Zach, next week is a buy for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. We are going to be at week 10 in the books with 11 weeks to go in the 21-week CFL season, and we will get into our mid-season awards, uh, our power rankings, uh, and a lot more. But man, is Nathan Work exciting to watch. Uh, really put a nice cap on CFL week nine. It was uh, a really fun one. It, yeah, I mean, it's so fun to watch, especially a Canadian quarterback, just tear that league apart, right? Tear that mm-hmm. team apart. But I, I do have to harken back to Saskatchewan Edmonton. I think for a lot of us in Bomberland, that's a fascinating game to watch, just as BC and Calgary, we, we hope they beat each other up. You know, if Edmonton beats Saskatchewan, look out, because then they're three, what is it, three and five. They're right on the heels of Saskatchewan, who would be four and five who would then be coming into the Labor Day and Banjo Bowl rematch against probably the best Winnipeg team we've seen since maybe, I don't know, 2021? Yeah. <laughs> but 1990, right? right? Like, yeah. it, it, you could see the riders sink. And then you had Jim Hobson interviewed this week saying he liked the edge of Garrett Marino. And then you had Wes Cates and Nick Lewis interviewed uh, throwing shade on Cody Fajardo saying, you know, he just doesn't quite have the talent. So yeah. there's a lot of drama there, man. And well, and, and, I, and I, when I, you mentioned Jim Hobson, you, you can't leave out, uh, Jeremiah Masoli's tweet, right. Pointing that out Good to point. how, how ignorant a comment that was. And, uh, you know, Jeremiah Masoli doesn't tweet a lot. It, it's not like he's somebody that's, right. you know, constantly engaged on social media, but he uses that, um, that, that pedestal, that that microphone he has with his social media to speak out when he needs to. And he was not happy whatsoever that they are reinforcing the play uh, of someone like Garrett Marino, like Dino Boyd. There, there's a bunch of guys in the CFL that maybe cross the line sometimes. Garrett Marino was suspended four games for the way he played, uh, things he uttered out of his mouth on the field and the rest. Um, but, you know... Uh, that that that's uh, again part of that long list that Craig Dickinson uh, in Saskatchewan has to to get through. Uh, a bit of an easier game this coming week uh, against the Edmonton Elks when the Bombers are on the bye in Week 11. Saskatchewan home to BC, so that's a much tougher game for them. Them uh, Calgary going into Toronto, so that more West schedule for the Argos uh, comes up. Hamilton in Montreal. Gosh, if Hamilton can't come out of Montreal with a win, uh, then maybe we have to relook at how the East Division uh, is shaking out. Elks, Red Blacks, um, uh, I mean, geez, is that a game people are going to be clamoring to watch? Probably not. Well, if Edmonton could beat Saskatchewan, I think people are going to be interested to see what the Elks do. And our friends at the Turf District, I hope you guys are going to be happy. I hope the Elks rise to the occasion. Uh, when they lock horns with Saskatchewan. And, uh, you know, I, I am distracted because I'm just looking at this Tumblr I got, Darren, from mm-hmm. TSB. And I'm thinking of the cold, like, uh, you know, when you get to the fall and, and, and early winter and you bring this to a game and you put you get some coffee in it, maybe, maybe a little Bailey's, it's going to stay nice and warm. And then it's got these great uh, uh, finger holders, right? So it's got ridges, these contours, yeah. these ridges. Isn't that like freaking sharp? Like I'm not even thirsty, but I keep drinking. I'm just, I'm you, enamored you with this mug, man. And it's going to come to a bomber store near you. 
Very you know soon, what I, folks. You know what I do? You know what I do with these mugs? Is I drink beer out of them in the summer because they keep right. it so cold. And then in the winter, um, you know, you can put your hot beverages in them and it'll keep them hot. Uh, you know, so if you go out shopping and you got a coffee or, or you go out running around running some errands, uh, you can go into the grocery store for 45 minutes or an hour, come back out and they're still hot, uh, which is yeah a great thing when you're trying to get things done on the weekend and, and the rest. Um, but yeah, go check them out. Uh, as we mentioned, uh, more information in the description uh, below the video, but big ups. We, we got way more stuff to give away. Oh. So if you haven't yeah. yet text, 816 tips 204-816-8477 with the code word firestarters drop your name as well um if you've already texted firestarters text it again give me your first name uh your full name if you want uh and that'll help us uh determine um who we're gonna give the prize to so uh be sure to do that so okay zach let, let's get into our sober second thoughts bombers with uh, a pretty decisive win in montreal over the Alouettes, uh, Zach Kolaris, uh, three interceptions in this game. Did that concern you? Not one bit, brother. Not one bit. I'm going to talk about those interceptions in a second. I'm going to get to those. But first, first, I want to talk about the opportunistic bombers. I've talked about this before, Darren. Other teams turn the ball over. We turn the ball over. We turn the ball over four times. How many points did Montreal get? Three. Three points off four turnovers, yeah. right? So so they're limiting the damage. You get Biggie, and you saw Ricky Walker in there making big tackles. And, you know, and then we force the turnovers. We get 14 points off turnovers. So just that alone, it's that opportunistic Bombers offense, and the defense steps up. Red zone percentage, 100% for the Bombers. They're four for four in the red zone, Darren. Montreal was two for four, and one of those was in garbage time. The game was over. You saw that sort of, you know, it's kind of like I called the Drew Willie garbage time. They're racking up some stats. So right. the other thing was penalties, right? Like like Winnipeg did have some uncharacteristic penalties. Even guys like Stanley Bryant were getting penalized for holding. But none of Winnipeg's penalties resulted in points. Montreal penalties, you saw that pyramid penalty, right? You saw that pass interference on Rashid Bailey for over 30 yards. Those resulted in majors for the Bombers. So they, they make mistakes, but other teams can't capitalize. I was also smelling the B.O. And by that, I mean Brady Oliveira. He gets going <laughs> for a second game, buddy. Like like I told you, if Brady Oliveira is going oh, and he's chilling with that O-line, I know that was bad. Uh, they're I hope that doesn't stick. Buddy. They're, yeah, no. Uh, well, he works hard. I'm sure he has a B.O. at the end. Who wouldn't? But. For a second straight game, Brady gets going. He's 17 for 92 yards, a nice 5.4 yard average. That's that's what you want, right? He he had three runs, Darren, of 10 plus yards. He had a touchdown at the end. He was running off tackle. And he was hitting the hole hard. And there was an article today in the Free Press by Joshua Frey Sam in the, in the sports section. Great article. And it talked about how in the game in Winnipeg a few weeks ago when we beat Calgary 26-19, okay, we talked about is that going to be the coming out party for, for Johnny Augustine because Oliveira was just getting stuffed. He had like a one-yard right. average, right? Kevin Burgoyne, now the receiver's coach, but ex-running backs coach, takes him aside, takes him aside when he's having a bad game, and he said, dude, just be yourself. I'm quoting him. This is from the article. Just be yourself. We know what type of runner you are. 
you're a big back, just hit the hole. And what did he, and, and we're seeing that. And Brady talked about that. He's running angry. He is hitting the hole. He's gelling with the O-line. It takes time. And there was another stat we saw that came out that last year with Andrew Harris, he was only hit behind the line of scrimmage on run plays about 13% of the time. Winnipeg backs were getting hit by behind the line of scrimmage 33% of the time, Darren. So they mm-hmm. weren't even established past that first wave. And you're just not seeing that Brady Oliveira. As the game went on, Darren, he just got better and better. And he talked yeah. about in that in this article today that he needs to get a rhythm. He likes to hit people, right? He likes to lay the lumber. He likes to get that pad level low. Who does the that sound like? Too. O-line too. The O-line you know, you too. You get the game going, that helps them. Those road graders, right? So I think that's incredibly encouraging. And he also had that amazing 35-yard catch. It wasn't a wheel route like the Harris touchdown in the 2019 Grey Cup, Darren. But it was a similar catch in traffic uh, on a go route. Like, you see, we were talking about this, like a big back that, on a go route. Like That was, was the play of the game. Incredible catch. I thought that was the play of the game. You don't see, you don't see, uh, you know, William Stanback making catches like that. Like it was just beautiful. Like I rewatched it like five times. So I love that. That's part of our identity, right? Like running the freaking ball. You were going to say something. Well, I was just going to say like that 35 yard catch by Brady Oliveira uh, is overlooked at how impactful that play was in the game. Everyone's talking about Janarian Grant's punt return, Janarian Grant's run, uh, you know, on, on a hitch screen, um, you know, uh, Drew yeah. Olatarski, who was my player of the game. I think he was my Walby Warrior. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'll have to go back and, and check it out. Yeah, Walby uh, Warrior. And, you know, Dalton Schoen had, had some nice plays as well. But that 35-yard catch, a contested ball uh, with your, you know, ground and pound tailback going deep down the middle of the field was just huge. It flipped the field for the blue bombers. It led to a score. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I asked Brady Oliveira about it. Uh, I'm going to advise everybody uh, tune in to game day, Winnipeg, uh, the pregame show with myself and Chris Walby, the legend himself. Uh, we are going to hear my interview with Brady Oliveira. We'll hear a little bit. Oh, from nice. Zach Kolaris. I, I did a great one-on-one with, for my money, uh, the best DB, on the Blue Bombers roster, Dietrich Nichols. Uh, and, the tarpaulin. Yes, the tarpaulin. The tarpaulin. <laughs> uh, that's right. Uh, he covers everything. You, you can't shake yeah, him. Buddy. Um, but that's uh, awesome. Brady, Brady talked about how excited he was for that play, watching it on film, reliving it with his teammates in, in film breakdown the day after the game, that sort of thing. That was huge. But oh. you're absolutely right. You get the run game going and run begets run and positivity begets positivity and positive yards beget positive yards. And for the offensive line, Kolaris talked about this. They'll take yards any way they can, can. but when you run the ball, the offensive line enjoys that. It gives them the authority. It gives them, uh, they're at the point of attack. It's not That's passive right. like pass blocking. It's it's yeah. proactive and, and really going to, to hit your opponent. So I think... The last two weeks uh, has been a huge confidence boost for Brady Oliveira. Another thing we touch on uh, in that interview, so be sure to tune in. Uh, thir- or pardon me, Wednesday live at three o'clock. Tomorrow, or no can- rest for the wicked, Darren. Jeez, that's right. 
Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Let me let me get to a few more here, and then and then we'll, yeah, we'll move on. So I was talking about the relationship between coaches and players. So you see that with Burgoyne and Oliveira, and how that sparked Oliveira's confidence. Right. He has all the tools. He just needed to believe in himself. Right. And who else talked about that this this week in the post game? Was Winston Rose, who you could argue was the player of the game as well. And he talked about how his coaches early in the season when he was getting burnt. They challenged him to be better. So it's a different, you know, it's it, it's a different switch you need to flip for different players. That's the modern coach, right? The 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 players right. coach, they they treat every player differently depending on what, you know, that that approach, like be better, maybe that would uh maybe that would suffocate Brady Oliveira. Maybe he wouldn't respond to that. But but Rose did. And that's the relationships. That's the family feel. You talked about this with Malik Boynton last uh, last time. Even though he didn't make the team, he's he's talking about how yep. great these coaches are with relationships. And and Rose, he smelled like a rose, and he had thorns, and he stuck to Montreal receivers and cut them up. He had the most tackles in the game with six. He had two knockdowns, Darren, which was the most. Yep. He was all over Eugene Lewis, who was who was the league's best receiver, hands down. Pardon the pun. Eugene Lewis was basically the only weapon Harris used. He was thrown to 15 times. Yeah. The rest of the Owls receivers only combined for 17 targets, and he had more yards than any of the other Owls combined. And, and I'll tell you another thing. It, it, like Rose and, and Houston, they were all over. Lewis got his catches. He had 123 yards, but over 30% of those yards came in garbage time, Right. So like if you can if you can limit a guy we talked about this too if you you can't stop Eugene Lewis he's too big he has too 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 good body control right yeah. but if you can limit him they limited him on that double pass Rose knocked that down they limited him over the middle Darren like you look at Montreal's offense it's similar to Hamilton it's like they're either doing the short stuff behind the line of scrimmage or they're throwing to Eugene Lewis Right. And, and, and they stop that. And I, I have full confidence that Rose and Houston could do it again. And so I just thought again, relationships, that coaching piece is huge to the bombers. It's, it's not just, it's not just talent. Now, let me just talk about the picks. Am I concerned? Absolutely not. The first one, he was under pressure. It was schemed well by Montreal. Um, the third one, it was a perfect pass to Dembski in the end zone. I watched it again. I thought maybe uh, Dembski's arms were pinned by the DB. His arms were free. He just has to use his his hands to catch the ball, not his body. Uh, and it was a hell of a play by Decroix, right? Who rips that away. And he did go down on the one-yard line, folks. And Osh talked about it in the post-game show. But he said there weren't enough camera angles to prove it. Mm. So sometimes coaches know that they could challenge it and win it. And he would have been down at the one, which is a big difference than the 25 uh, getting a pick in the end zone, but there weren't enough camera angles. Right. And that's the limitation The the, the Walatarski interception. I think that was actually both of them. That, that was the second one, Darren. I think Walatarski stopped running. I think he was good. He was supposed to, he kind of sat in the hole. I think he was supposed to keep running, but even if he had, I think that Zach may have overthrown him. So, yeah, that one's on both, but but like I said, like Zach, give us Zach, take it away. Does he win the game? Yes. Is he twenty six <laughs> and one? Yes. Like, look at the escapability he had when he threw it to uh, in the third quarter to Janari and Grant, or sorry, to Rasheed Bailey. He's running to the right, escapes pressure, 
runs away from a D D end and, and across his body gets it to Bailey making, making a, a 14 points for the bombers. Evans tried that same throw in TO and guess what happened? He gets a pick six game over. So Zach is unbelievable. I, I wouldn't worry about it. And Wallatarski redeemed himself with that huge 41 yard catch that you were talking about where Zach pump fakes, like the, the, the color people were t- saying on DSN, he was throwing, looked like he was throwing the ball away. No, no, he pump faked the DV, Darren, and he throws it. And then what I learned is the the DB is watching the receiver's eyes when they're in trail position, yeah. and they're watching their hands. And what Walatarski did was like primo, like uh, premium uh, wide receiver, which, you, you know, if he's a primo wide receiver, you're in trouble. He flashed his hands and just stuck him at the last minute so the DB didn't know the ball was coming. Right. So I just thought, uh, I'm not concerned at all about Zach. Just a couple more things. Okay, Janarian Grant, he gets the he gets the punt return, perfect time, puts the game out of reach, right? He takes one step to his right. He sees it's like overcrowded on the right side of the field, and he was gone. And yeah. he has six punt return or kick return touchdowns on um, in 26 games. Like, that ratio is unbelievable. If he keeps that up... Like, watch out. He he could be getting into Gizmo Williams uh <laughs> territory. He we talked about that hitch for 23 yards to set up the winning touchdown. And then on three of the four turnovers by Winnipeg, Darren, Janarian Grant gets the tackles. Right. <laughs> including one on Nick Usher, who's 6'4, 256 pounds. Like, think about that. Grant is 5'9, 160. And he's a returner and he takes down big Nick Usher. So like O says, like returners have to have no fear. The only fear I think Janarian Grant has is maybe the microphone because he's very quiet and understated. But holy, like (laughs) taking down Nick, like what a guy, eh? He's unafraid on the punt returns and and he's unafraid taking guys down. And I just think the last thing I want to say is, I predict a big win for the Bombers. They're going to be at home. They're going for 10-0. and 0. They're going for the 400th win at home, which would be the first CFL to, team to do it. And what I saw from Montreal is they have that short stuff, which I see Biggie, Rutledge, and Clements cleaning, cleaning up very easily. Uh, you saw Ricky Walker playing really well, Marcus Sales. And as long as they can limit Eugene Lewis, Trevor Harris likes to get the ball out quickly. And, you know, he 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 doesn't move around much. If you could get him, they had a bunch of sacks. I think Brady Oliveira is going to get going. I don't know what the spread is now. Maybe we could put that up on the board, but I just see them just clobbering the Alouettes. Yeah. They, uh, they opened as 12 point favorites. The Winnipeg blue bombers did. Oh, sitting. No. Yeah. It's now sitting at 11. Uh, here is uh, well, if you can, Check out the ticker down below. You'll see uh, the lines for all the games. But, uh, you know, we can quickly go through them. And, of course, SIA.com slash bonfire uh, is where you can sign up, help support us, and uh, get a nice bonus as well. Uh, 11 points uh, for the Bombers, as we mentioned. Uh, Hamilton, now two-point favorites at home to Toronto. Uh, Calgary, uh, one-and-a-half-point underdogs. I believe this line has has moved a little bit. Uh, let's look at the line history here. Uh, it was a pick as it opened. It's now moved to one and a half. So uh, that's an interesting line and probably what's going to be uh, the CFL game of the week. Uh, 
And then uh, Edmonton, five and a half point underdogs uh, at home to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So be sure to go check all that out, SIA.com slash That's an interesting line, Darren, that five and a half. Wow. It is. It is. I just want to mention, uh, you can bet on lots of CFL props on sports interaction as well. Uh, I just put a little sprinkle on uh, the Blue Bombers uh, to win the Grey Cup. Uh, You can do that as well. You can bet on uh, if they're going to finish the season undefeated or not. Uh, So uh, go check them out. SIA.com slash bonfire. Um, Yeah. So like that line, Zach, of 11... Uh, and a half or 11 points for the Bombers. I think it was 11 and a half earlier today. It was 12, as I mentioned, uh, to open. Uh, that's a good line. And by good line, I mean not very good for the betters out there. That's a, yep. a tough one to take. Um, I think Montreal is probably going to play Winnipeg uh, a little bit tighter than they did a week ago. Winnipeg is tired. The rest, of course, they find ways to win, but that doesn't mean they're going to win by two touchdowns. So, We'll see how that line shakes out. Uh, Gino Lewis is questionable for this game. I wanted to pull up uh, the injury reports uh, in the CFL right now. Here they are uh, from, uh, of course, uh, CFL.ca. We'll get into the Bombers in a second. Um, But Avery Ellis, their defensive end, uh, missed last week. He looks set to return after practicing uh, fully a couple times. Once again, uh, Chandler Worthy is ruled out. He is their uh, big punt and kick return weapon. Uh, Rodney Randall, their uh, defensive back, uh, starting defensive back, uh, is out. Uh, Kayon Julian Grant looks okay to go, uh, was limited this week uh, with a finger injury. Uh, But Geno Lewis, limited all week, as you see right here. Uh, makes you wonder if he's going to be good to go on Thursday back here in Winnipeg or not. Uh, Now, when it comes to the Blue Bombers, I tweeted this earlier today, Zach. The only thing that is certain is that nothing is certain. That's the way the Blue (laughs) Bombers handle their uh, injury reporting. Everybody is questionable. And to reiterate this, because I still have people asking me, are they questionable? Like, what does that mean? If you're on the injury report at any time during the week, you are questionable, which means if you, you know, uh, stub your toe at practice and you can't finish practice that day, you're going to be listed as questionable. If you didn't practice at all, you're going to be listed as questionable. Uh, the bombers tend to never rule players in or out as other teams do like Montreal did here with, with Randall and with Chandler worthy and, and with Harvey Clemens as well. Um, but for the blue bombers players on the six game injured list are not on the injury report. So these are just guys that are fighting through things. Uh, Mike Miller, I'll speak to this. He pretty much has not practiced all year. They save his body uh, to be the torpedo that he is on special teams in every game. Johnny Augustine was limited with an ankle injury last week as well. He still dressed uh, and was able to play in Montreal. I probably expect uh, the same situation for him uh, on Thursday here in Winnipeg. Uh, Dakota Prukop did not practice Monday, was limited today being Tuesday. It was a closed practice, so no eyes on that, uh, but probably just um, you know continuing to take care uh, of his body uh, and whatever kept him on the six-game injured list uh, earlier this season. Greg Ellingson returned to practice this week. And listed as limited, but he was quite involved, especially in 12-on-12 reps when it's like, you know, defense versus offense. Um, The Bombers do kind of three phases of this. They do 
uh, first team offense versus a scout defense that is running what Montreal will run. Uh, they do uh, a first team offense again against that scout team. And then to end practice, they do ones versus ones. So the first team offense, all the starters versus the first team defense, all of their starters. Greg Ellingson was quite involved uh, on Monday, close practice on Tuesday. So questionable probably is a very, very good and actual designation uh, for Greg Ellingson. Rashid Bailey didn't practice on Monday, returned to full participation on Tuesday. He has been the picture of health all season, was able to practice and play throughout uh, the year. So maybe just a, a vet day on Monday for him. I, I would probably say he's probable to play. Jackson Jeffcoat did not practice Monday, limited during the closed session on Tuesday. Um, and same with Adam Big Hill. So for those two individuals, Big Hill has been uh, able to play all year. That could be a veteran rest, workload management uh, sort of situation. Same with Jackson Jeffcoat. Of course, he just missed three games, returned last week in Montreal. So questionable for those two individuals. Again, we will find out Wednesday morning when the depth chart comes out. And then, of course, Chris Walby and I will have all the details uh, on the Blue Bombers game day roster on game day Winnipeg, as we always do the day before the game. So join us Wednesday live at three o'clock right here on Bonfire Sports. Uh, that that's the way the injuries are, right? People want to know, um, you know, who, who's potentially coming back uh, this week. Uh, I wanted to pull up uh, one question here yeah Fritchie wanted to know uh, about Greg Ellingson we will see uh I definitely wouldn't rule him in or out uh, at this point but we should know uh Wednesday morning the other one people are always asking about is Brandon Alexander we are seeing him do some change of direction drills at practice he has been running since June uh, so positive indications, however, he has not returned to practice yet. When you are out for as long as Brandon Alexander has been, you better believe he is going to practice for a couple weeks before they throw him into a game. So is a return for Brandon Alexander coming up? Probably not soon. Uh, but will it come around Labor Day? People always want to know that. Yeah, you give him this coming week, give him the bye week. Give him the game, uh, you know, home to Calgary on August 25th. Maybe you start thinking about uh, him returning to practice in that stretch of time. We will see. Uh, but for him and a lot of the guys on the sixth game, um, it's still going to be a while. I don't expect any of those guys uh, to be very, very close or likely to come off. Um, just speculation, of course. But I don't see them likely to come off. Um, I I'm not comfortable saying they're likely to come off. Uh, coming out of this bye week well and it's it's it first of all thank you for clarifying questionable because i think we all have questions about that right uh <laughs> who was it waiters saying he's question oh no it's jeff cabilla saying he's questionable all the time uh, i would Every agree morning. with that i'm also questionable <laughs> i'm also questionable i think it's interesting that the bye comes up right after this and i wonder Darren, in your opinion does that mean the when you're in a position like winnipeg and you're nine and oh do you just decide to play it safe and rest them another week because then you're giving them two more weeks just to play it safe? Or do you say, hey, let's Ellingson, Ellingson's champing at the bit. Let's give him a little playing time so he doesn't have too much time off. I, I'm curious about what they decide to do with that. Do I think they need Ellingson back? No. I still think they can trounce Montreal without him, but it'd be interesting to see what happens when Ellingson comes back in. This, this is a universal truth to, to your point, Zach. 
players want to play. If they're yeah. 85% and want to play and think they can and not let their teammates down, contribute, pull their weight and, and be healthy for the entirety of the game, be able to play at a high level the entirety of the game, they want to play. So it's not like, well, you know, I'm, I'm still got the sniffles. I don't know if I should go back to work. No, these guys, uh, nobody's 100% in pro football ever. No, that's like maybe day, day one of training camp. I don't even think everyone's 100%. So uh, we'll see. I got a little distracted here about uh, um, Friesen mentioning that Dominique Davis will start against Winnipeg. <laughs> not true. Uh, Danny, Danny Machocha did clarify uh, that Trevor Harris uh, is battling through a bit of a nagging back injury. He's been on the injured list uh, for the last month, but with Vernon Adams Jr. on the sixth game, uh, it's going to be Trevor Harris's uh, football uh, at quarterback for uh, the time being moving forward. So, um, you know, the bye week is upcoming. I, I don't expect players to say, well, you know, I could use a week off. They've got a week off coming uh, yeah. and then another week off, you know, five weeks after that. Uh, the three bye weeks remaining on the schedule, three road games, Zach, six at home. We know how tough the Blue Bombers are at IG Field. We're going to see it again uh, this coming Thursday night. But let's get into the topic that everybody is discussing right now, and that is... Will the Winnipeg Blue Bombers run the table in 2022? Will they finish the regular season undefeated uh, the rest of the way um, following this game in Montreal? Bye week, home to Calgary, then the home and home with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Labor Day and Banjo Bowl in Hamilton on September 17th. Then they get their second bye of the season. Then home to Saskatchewan, home to Edmonton, at BC on October 15th is a huge game, especially if the Lions keep playing the way they do. Uh, then a bye week, Winnipeg's third and final of the season in week 20. And then they complete the regular season schedule here in Winnipeg on Friday, October 28th. The Halloween game, it's going to be spooky and dark at IG Field. I can't wait for this one against Nathan Rourke and the BC Lions. Could you have painted a better picture? than to have the two best teams in the CFL at the midpoint, the two best teams in the West, having a home-and-home home series to determine the season series between the BC Lions and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers to complete the season, the last two games, it's going to be awesome uh, to, to see those two go toe-to-toe, -to -toe, <laughs> and then who knows, maybe even face each other a couple weeks after that in the playoffs again. Wouldn't be surprised. I think they're going to face BC or Calgary, Darren. And the thing about BC is it's fascinating. Like in some ways, it's good that we don't have to play them till the end of the season, because at that point, depending on how BC does, like if BC falters a little bit and gets a few losses under their belt for whatever reason, maybe maybe Calgary takes a bite out of them, right? Then they may be resting players because, you know, th their positioning is, you know, they're in third, right? But if they also clobber Calgary a couple mm -hmm. of times, they only have one loss, right? They're only like technically they we have a couple game they have a couple games or we have a couple games in hand, right? Like yeah. they only have one loss and it's to us. So if they put the boots to Calgary as well, I don't see Saskatchewan or Edmonton be. We've seen what they've done to Edmonton, right? Yeah. Like at if if they're like 15 and one or 16 and one by then watch out. Those are going to be incredible home and home games. Uh, my suspicion is 
because they're a little bit greener with Nathan Rourke, I think I think their D line is a little lighter. I think teams can run the ball. I think if Kadeem carries back, I see Calgary and BC splitting those games. So I don't know. You talk about undefeated. So my my thing is if BC is resting players by the end, and 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 even if maybe they're not, but their their playoff positioning is kind of there and they're not super hungry. I think we can beat them back to back. I think we have the savvy. I think the Bombers can go 18 and 0. You have the Riders who aren't scaring anybody right now. You have Fajardo playing on a bum knee with that O-line, with those receivers out, Darren. You have mm-hmm. the Elks who I think we can I won't even use the word, but we can boat race them again mm-hmm. without even trying. You've they're got two, ha- they're a two-win team with with they played eight games. Like, are they going to wildly uh, no. improve the rest of the season? Maybe a little bit, but I think they're too far gone with Calgary, Winnipeg, and BC in the West, right? And and then you've got we've got Hamilton again in the East. If we win that game, we sweep the East. If we beat Montreal, which I think we will, I think we beat Hamilton again because there's unless the, something miraculous happens with their with their offense, Darren and Evans um, fumbling fumbleitis. I think we can beat them. I think the hardest game in my mind, depending on what BC happens, I think it's BC at the end. It's hard to beat a team back to back and hard to beat them three times in a season. And speaking of three times in a season, you got to play the stamps again and the stamps are going to be hungry, right? They've already lost the season series. They probably aren't going to catch us, but do they want to put, do they want to put a little bit of a, you know, second thought into the bombers that they can be no kidding stamps you no sure kidding i'm right like no they want to lose three Levi times in a row to the rival blue bombers come oh, on right yes. when we when we beat yeah. them again right so they're going to be hungry they're we're at home i think they're going to want to eat our lunch at home so that's going to be a tough game and it's the cfl right like there's injuries the bombers want to go one and oh each week darren they don't think about 18 and 0. And if 18 and 0 for whatever reason, even if it's a half a percent, you're looking at Mike O'Shea, who's a master chess player, uh, who's looking at all the angles. If going 18 and 0 and, and playing starters is going to get in the way at all of a strong playoff run and great cup ring, because that's the only thing he wants, that's the only thing the players want, then I don't know. I don't think so. I, I think you're going to see them rest some players at the end of the clip they're on. But is it possible? Is it, I don't know, but here's, here's what I think is possible and probable. I think the Bombers, if they could beat Calgary, they're going to break Calgary's 1948 record of starting the season 12 and 0. Mm-hmm. I think you go into Labor Day of all games. That's tough though. Like Calgary, can, Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan fall in this bye week to, to go from 9 and 0. Well, but think about this. They break the 1948 record going 13 and 0 on Labor Day, a game you're going to that you gloated. You sent me a text. Oh, I got a nice Airbnb for Labor Day, buddy. Like, you're going to be there. Yeah. If they beat the Riders on Labor Day to break that record, to go 13, oh, it'll be beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. All will well, be well in the know, universe, my friend. We we will see. There, there's a lot of football <laughs> to be played. You never know what's going to happen. Two games against Nathan Rourke and the BC Lions. They were a one-loss team. I know it was to Winnipeg, but that doesn't mean that Winnipeg is just going to roll them two more times uh, in a home and home to complete the season. Um, Okay. So Winnipeg has Montreal this week. If they're able to go into their first by the season with still no losses home to Calgary at Sask home to Sask at Hamilton, that's a tough stretch. 
that is a tough stretch of football right there, just between their first and second bye weeks. Um, you know, having to play Saskatchewan a third time uh, in late September, uh, and then those games against BC are going to be tough. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 a good second half schedule for the Bombers because it is home heavy because it yeah. is three buys in there. Yeah. But nothing is given. Nothing is given in pro sports. Uh, the reality is uh, there's a reason why the 1972 Miami Dolphins are the only team to run the table. Yeah. It is nearly it's impossible so to do in football. Um, oh my God. It, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. Uh, and the other thing to consider too is yeah, the, the rest, they're not worried about, you know, if you lose a regular season game, Tell me what games the Blue Bombers lost in 2019. Tell me what they lost in, in 2021. It might not be top of mind for most people. They know Winnipeg won in Calgary, won in Regina, and then won in, in Hamilton, or, or won in Calgary again uh, in 2019. They know they won in Winnipeg in the West Final, and how that game shook out with a, a very nerve-wracking first half from a Bombers perspective, and then knowing they went to Hamilton and beat the Ticats on their own turf uh, in the 108th Grey Cup. So uh, a regular season loss is a, is a regular season loss, and a coach would trade five of those for yeah. a ring any day a player would trade five of those for a ring any day is winnipeg focused on being 18 and 0 no of course no, they're not they're Are, not. is it possible sure sure yeah it's possible but to me i don't think we should be talking about this until winnipeg plays calgary a third time until yeah. they play the labor day classic and the banjo bowl um until they face the bc lions like if winnipeg is 16 and 0 and then they have a game in Vancouver then a bye week then home to Vancouver and they're healthy at that point then maybe I'll be talking okay we'll see if they if they can finish but then at that point off. they'll be 16 and 0 and they'll have the west locked up i mean this, if bc loses no, to calgary a couple that's times that's not true that's but not i'm true. saying if bc loses a couple games and the bombers are that uh, they're 16 and 0 what makes you think bc's going to lose a couple games i don't know man what they were close to ottawa they were close in uh, hamilton yeah right? and winnipeg was close in ottawa and was close against uh against edmonton uh here is yeah, the bc lions whatever. Here's the BC Lions <laughs> remaining schedule. That's the truth, though. That is the truth. So they're in Calgary this week. This will be a great game on Saturday night. Oh, no yeah. doubt that's, that's game the of the CFL. Week, that's the game of the week. Yeah. Uh, in Saskatchewan uh, on August 19th, home to Saskatchewan on the 26th, uh, then in Montreal, into Calgary again in mid-September. Uh, they are in Vancouver. Uh, home to the Calgary Stampeders uh, to another home and home series. They have here September 17th and September 24th. So three games against Calgary upcoming before the month yeah. of September is even up that it will be tough, but I'm not, you know, you got to got a lot games. of road games. Greg battle is saying, right? Greg, Greg battle freezing is home you know, to that, Ottawa that, that, in Toronto or way games in Edmonton and then home uh, or pardon me, in Winnipeg to finish the regular season. If BC is neck and neck with the Bombers yeah. come October, you see them go hard in this game yeah. in Vancouver on October 15th, rest players potentially, and try to get a win in Edmonton, and then you go to war in what, well, it could be a determining game. October yeah. 28th in Winnipeg. That would be crazy, who, right? Who hosts the West Final? 
That's what it could be. And, and that's even more important because it's in a dome, right? So if you have the Lions who like to play an air show, and or you're they can talking play in a dome, this game on October well, 15th. Well, no, no, I'm saying the the oh for that, the West if final. That game is yeah, yeah. to determine the home field advantage for the West final. That is absolutely massive because if the Lions are playing that in a dome versus Winnipeg in November, Darren, that's a big ass difference. Sorry, I used the A word. I don't know if that's not allowed, but okay, that's we're on a YouTube. big, big, big difference. And so uh, it's fun, man. Like it, it, it is. I know we shouldn't be talking about it, but it and the players don't care. But it's sure fun to be hearing it in the media and to just be even talking about going breaking the record to 13 and 0 and by the way someone correct me in there they're absolutely right the, the 13 and 0 record breaking game would actually be the banjo bowl which is even sweeter if you won it at mm. the banjo bowl uh but either way man like we get to go to IG field in 2 days we haven't been there in a while it's going to be a beautiful hot night yeah it, it's a it's a game we should win there's going to be all sorts of shenanigans because of these horns and and the social media of the bombers, I expect them to take it to the next level again. Yeah, they they're that. they're boosting the fifty fifty by a hundred thousand yeah. dollars. So it's I'm, starting at a hundred grand. It's it's going to hit a quarter mil. I I, I have a good feeling. Um, I I do want to say this before we we finish our our uh, conversation on the West Division. How likely was it the Blue Bombers after winning back to back Grey Cups were an aging team in the minds of many? Yeah. Coming into the season, that they were going to be nine and zero, losing Kenny Lawler, losing Kenny Lawler, being without losing Brandon Darvin Alexander, Adams. losing Darvin Adams, losing. What was Marky the likelihood? Of, what was the likelihood of that? The Bombers going nine and zero, pretty unlikely. Oh my god, nine crazy. and zero is crazy. crazy. I don't think people realize this isn't just like oh they're they're have a good start to the season. They're it's nine crazy. and zero. There's with been no like bye weeks five, with no bye weeks, and they, <laughs> like, there's been five teams to do this since 1960. Yeah, no, it's nuts. Buddy. 1960 or 1958 when the CFL was formed. Yeah. It, it's it's crazy to think they're 9 and 0. So the likelihood of that happening has happened. Yeah. What's the likelihood of the Calgary Stampeders sweeping BC in their three games upcoming? I don't see it. I know Winnipeg has won the season series against Calgary, but you don't know how the second half of the schedule will shake out. Things will happen. It's not going to go down like, oh, yeah, okay, let's give uh, BC two of the wins against Calgary and give Calgary one win there. Okay, so they win the season series. Then the Bombers split with BC in the final two games of the year because they're going to – you don't know. We you don't, don't know. know. Nobody and injuries knows. happen, right? God forbid uh, All injury types happens of things to happen. Kolaris or, happen. or an old, like a Bryant or a Hardrick. Like you're in big trouble, right? So – who knows? Uh, it's 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 we're looking at a really fun second half of the season, Darren, and it starts yeah. in two days. And you and Walby are going to break it down. And and just another teaser: there's a special gift in that TSV box for Mister Walby. But mm -hmm. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything else. It's just if you know Walby, you know it's a perfect gift for him, yep. man. And I think I'm going to be toting this around at the game, filling up my water, maybe my coffee, so I can be ready for the post game. It's just like, I love this freaking mug, man. And and this Shout is the out. thing people people need to remember: uh, our friends at the Sports Vault, thesportsvault.com, uh, Winnipeg business designed and produced right here in Winnipeg. This is what's important for all of you out there to know: we are going to be giving away tons more stuff in the coming shows. And the coming weeks, uh, the bye week 
we've got a lot of things in store here on Bonfire Sports, and it, it goes beyond, um, you know, uh, drinkware. So uh, be sure to keep tuning in. Be sure to keep uh, downloading the podcast. Uh, get to YouTube right now. Subscribe. Sign up. Subscribe. Uh, hit the bell. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Do all those things. Uh, help us out um, and, and get the message out. Uh, and continue to give you, uh, you know, uh, this free content uh, on your favorite team, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and of course, uh, the entire CFL. And I see waiters talking about bonfire merch. I mean, you and I have talked about this, so so stay mm-hmm. tuned, folks. Uh, and also, should we should we tease that next week? You know, it is the bye week, so we're going to be talking about our midseason award winners, right? Yes. Is is it Zach? Calabaros is rookie of the, the year MLB? that clear cut? Is rookie yeah. of the year that clear cut? You don't mm-hmm. think so, buddy? You have a Let's contrarian take as Let's usual, Mister DV. Is it clear cut? We'll see. We'll see. We're going to get into that during the bye week. Uh, more giveaways uh, uh, and, um, you know, a whole lot more. So uh, be sure to tune in while the Bombers are off. Uh, we're all weary and tired from uh, a, a real long stretch to start the season here, but uh, it's going to be an awesome second half for the 9-0 and Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh, they're going to look to move to 10-0 and on Thursday night at a rocking IG field, beautiful weather, as you mentioned, uh, 50, 50 is boosted, um, a little bit of traffic around the stadium right now. So, uh, you can go to bluebombers.com and get in more information uh, on some of the ways to, uh, get in and out of IG field, uh, in short order. And then of course, and your way out of the stadium, 15, 20 minutes after the game, uh, Zach and I will be back game day after dark. It always gets steamy. It always gets hot. It always gets real. Uh, and it's by far been our most popular show here on Bonfire Sports. Uh, everybody joins in on the live chat. We break it down um, and and have a ton of fun doing it. And, and folks, DM me on Twitter at Zach Schnitzer 48 if you're a tailgater and you have a tailgate spot I want to visit as many as I can. I know I'm going to Dirty Birds. His is first, but uh, we'll see where I go because I'm going to get there nice and early and it's going to be lit. And I'm going to do a staircase run if we win the game. Uh, staircase run? What's that? Well, this this was something Hustler talked about when Willie Jefferson got that pick six on Dane Evans to seal the game against Hamilton. Uh, I was sitting next to Drew Mandel from Illegal Curve And I just, I was so excited whenever Willie gets a pick six, whenever Willie gets a pick for that matter, that giant of a man with his wingspan, I I, I did a staircase run. I ran up and there was Hustler and he was sitting with his friends at Princess Auto and he was there and we were just partying up there. So he's now asking me if I'm going to do a staircase run uh, the next game and waiters did too. So I will do a staircase run. I might even wear runners so I don't trip and make an ass of myself. There is a second ass uh ass two two s's two s's so there you go uh great to see you folks and and thanks again to our good friends at the sports vault uh just just amazing people and amazing products and yep, you can check them out are. on their website the sportsvault.com and 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 a lot of their great stuff is at the bomber store check them out there and, and other places like darren yeah. said so like tons and tons of stuff like oh really, and the, really i cool have stuff. to talk about the guitar man i was okay. so david david thompson took me around they have Oof. a guitar section. Is, I know. What I know, is that? I, now that's what a real that, banjo though? bowl. Oof. That's I know. I know. Yeesh. But they have if you if you're a guitar player, they got the Jacob Truba. Your... Uh, they got the Jacob Truba uh, ukulele. Yeah, there you go. You <laughs> could get a bomber's guitar. Bring that to banjo bowl, 
And yeah. you could get a bomber's pick and a bomber's uh, guitar. Um, what are those things? I'm not a guitar player, but the the holder, the strap, a guitar strap. Right. You can get drumsticks. I mean, yeah, get guitar picks. Like you can get some Jets guitar picks with your bomber's guitar, and then have your buddy with you know play Garth. Garth Algar, of course, uh, with some bombers yeah, uh, drumsticks. And and you know what? Get some bombers drumsticks and then maybe they'll, you know, change this up on, on the website. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to talk to David about that. There's, they there's, got uh, so much, so much cool stuff. Yeah. Stanley Cups, Grey Cups. Yeah. NBA, they, got the, they got the Larry OB. They got the Larry O'Brien trophy for the yes, NBA championship. Sir. Stuff for your pets. Uh, like, check them out. Really, really cool stuff uh, at yeah. the, the sportsvault.com. Calm. Um, okay, Zach. Well, that does it for us. Uh, want to uh, give a shout out there, Paul Adet, uh, belated hello from Vancouver Island. Uh, we've yes, been sir. having viewers uh, and listeners from, frankly, across North America, even overseas uh, as well. We appreciate you so, so very much. Be sure to join us for Game Day Winnipeg. Myself and the legend Chris Walby. We're going to gift him a beautiful piece uh, from the Sports Vault uh, on the pregame show, uh, and we will hear from Zach Kolaris. Uh, Dietrich Nichols, uh, as well as uh, Brady Oliveira uh, going into the game on Thursday night. So that's Wednesday at three post game Thursday after the game, Zach, final word to you, my friend. I am just so freaking pumped to go to IG field, man. Like I, I have two little kids. I've sleep trained my son again. You guys must be thinking this family's nuts, but uh, he did need to be sleep trained again. My mom did it tonight. She did a great job. Shout out to Deborah Schnitzer. And so she's going to do it again on Thursday. Now we know we can, now, that, now we know she can do it. I'm going to be ready for my stair run. I'm going to be limber. I'm going to be hydrated. I'm going at 5.30, baby. Like, I'm going there for the tailgate, the whole thing, going for 10-0, and 0, going for the 400th win at uh, for a home team. We stole that from Calgary a couple yep. of weeks ago. They would have had it. If we win 400 home, home wins, first Never been done. team to do it, buddy. And the legend continues, win. right? The legend right? continues with this team. And, and I'm going to put a sprinkle on the Bombers, whatever. They're, they're at 11. I, it might go down a little bit, but I'm going to go 11 because that's a lucky number. Double ones, snake eyes. I think we're going to crush them. I And I can't wait. You know, come visit me at 128 if you can. Tell me about the tailgate. Tweet me. Oh, I just can't wait, buddy. It, it's going to be a great night to be a Bomber fan. Thursday night, 27 degrees. Beauty. Uh and, and do want to mention, uh, Justin Rowan commented a little bit earlier. I'm going to get to this question on the pregame show. Do you think having three bye weeks so close together at the end of the year will disrupt the Blue Bombers rhythm down the stretch? Uh, lots to get to uh, on the pregame. So uh, we will see you then. Uh, thanks, everybody. Thanks, Zach. Uh, enjoy. And uh, well, everybody out there, thanks for uh, joining us here on Bonfire Midweek. Sayonara. Sayonara.